About a week ago, Jane Kaverakova, which who is a Ph.D. candidate at Western University, delivered a special report to Queens Park, and she also did the delivered the report yesterday to the office of the office of the provincial advocate for children and youth. Basically, it states that Ontario's foster care plan is failing to affect positive life trajectories for youth aging out of the system. She joins me on the show now. Hi, Jane. Thanks for being here. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Jane, how did it become clear to you that the Ontario foster care plan is failing youth as they age out? Well, I guess I was asked to review some resources that we provide to youth when they age out of the system. And when I looked at the resources, they were heavily survival-based. So they talked about housing, but more specifically renting or what happens uh, when you're evicted. They also talked about your rights when you're arrested. And, they, you know, a range of other issues that are survival-based as opposed to supporting a positive life outcome. So I wondered um, if there was a reason why we provide those type of resources. So I delved into what the outcomes actually were. And uh, what was the reason you came up with? Well, so I have, like, what are some of the outcomes or what are some of the reasons why the system... Well, why, why are they expecting the kids to fail? Right, right. Well, I think they may expect like they try to anticipate what the outcomes are based on the research about the outcomes. Mm. So some of the research shows that academic um, achievement is very low, like 56% dropout, majority live in poverty. One BC study said within six months, 90% were on welfare. Homeless rates go from 10 to 30% after care. Criminal convictions are up. So when you see all these results, you're like, well, we need to prepare youth for this, right? Mm. But what's missed is supporting a trajectory that's opposite that, the one that we expect for our own kids, right? Right. And you actually are a PhD. You're the exception to what's going on as far as uh, foster care goes, because you were uh, you were living in foster care and started living on your own until you were 16. Yeah, that's right. Um, so according to the research, I would count as an exception. There's many others like me out there as well. But I just don't think that it plays out that way for the majority. Yeah, you know, I have a friend that grew up in foster care. And I actually think you uh, might have discussed this paper with her because she was talking about a friend who was, you know, going to talk to the government about this. And um, she was saying that she was just discouraged when she saw the just the the language in in the guides to help you out as you age out of foster care. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. Now, there's other areas that could be improved, of course, too, right? Like when I started looking for some reasons why the system fails to affect positive life trajectories, you know, there's, of course, the low standards and the stigma. So one youth who had a developmental disability was interviewed by the provincial advocate, said, we can go to college, too. We can drive cars, too. We do Mm -hmm. math, too. So (laughs) there's really never any reason to suggest that somebody's not capable of achieving more. And then further to the point is there's an emphasis on efficiency in the system. So that means, like, let's streamline the processes. Let's put services under one roof. But the thing is, if that's not working, then you just get arrive at the wrong answer faster, right? Like, you need an effective system, a system that actually changes outcomes. But you don't know if it does if you're not measuring them. So how do we remedy this system? Yeah, so you undertake research to measure outcomes after care because that's the only way you can know if your policies are working, if mm-hmm. system reform has worked, or if practice is working. Why did they drop the ball on this? Do you think they dropped the ball on this just because it was a financial strain? No, I just think that um, many systems are encountering this. Like in my report, it looked at UK, USA, Australia, like, you know, different jurisdictions all over, basically. 
And I think the biggest miss for all of them is no one's really focused on measuring outcomes after care because the legislation ends at age 18 and 21 for some people, because if you're a crown ward, you have access to service until you're 21. And then no one talks to you again. You're out. Because it's not part of the legislation anymore, right? So I understand how it got missed. But the thing is, is your whole entire credibility leading up to 21 is, you know, up in the air if you aren't measuring the outcome. Were people in Queen's Park shocked when you delivered your study and the results of your study? Well, I have to say that actually every MPP in the Justice Policy Committee was listening really attentively. And I think they were genuinely interested in how to correct it. it. These are the most vulnerable of kids. They did not do anything to get into foster care. It's interesting how, you know, we'll help them through uh, to the age of, you know, 18 and then say, well, you're on your own. Yeah, that is a really difficult thing to put on the shoulders of any 18-year-old, right? Well, I really appreciate you joining us. And what's the next step? I think the next step is um, I'm starting an advocacy initiative in the fall with professionals who happen to have lived experience in care. So I'm uh, looking for anyone out there who fits that description and might be interested in getting involved. I really, uh, how can they reach you, by the way, if, if, they, if someone's listening right now and would like to? Yeah, I actually am going to open up my email for that. Okay. So if they go to info at childwelfarepac.com. All right. Well, I really appreciate you joining us, Jane, and I wish you the best of luck with your study and your research. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers. Uh, Jane Karakova is the Ph.D. candidate at Western University, and she's uh, looking into Ontario foster care, how they're failing youth that are exiting the system. If you have any, uh, you know, maybe you have a story about uh, foster care failing you. Maybe in the last couple minutes, we'll talk about your experience with foster care as you aged out of the system. Jane Karakova was our guest. She grew up in foster care and then was living on her own at the age of 16. She now has released a study that found that youth who leave the child protection systems end up becoming society's most venerable uh, population. They have issues with unemployment, loneliness, low academic performance. And she said that there's really nothing uh, to show you how to be successful in life, just information for later on that leads you to survive. So you're prepared for what could go wrong uh, rather than the skills on how to make things go right as you age out of foster care. Hey, Jessica and Rockwood, would you, you grew up in foster care. Would you say that she's right on the uh, money with this? Oh, indeed. Um, actually, it was very inspirational to get to hear from her and hear how much um, she's overcome and built herself up alone um, as a woman through all those um, turmoils. But I know there's definitely major neglect that happens um, after you age out. Me, myself, I had uh, I was in Homewood, which is a healthcare place for addictions, and I was humbly struggling with an eating disorder that had kind of sideswept me. Um, I was put through the program, and when I came out, I was left kind of at 21, aged out and done with. I was not further informed of supports or Ontario Works or any government programs to help me even pay my rent any longer, never mind um, staying in school. And that just became an unattainable goal for me. So finally, two years later, I'm getting to look back at it after very much digging and kind of uh, self-saving and a big fight. It's a huge fight for a child who has um, come from no family support to push just for themselves. Mm. And that that's a it's a big accomplishment. And I'm sure the lady before would say the same thing to um, 
build yourself up and be a strong person and fight for you alone. Um, but it's not an easy task. And for many of us, it's very, very uh, long road and it puts us far behind. Um, I'm finally getting to go back into school, but I see girls who graduated the same year as me who are around traveling the world Mm. or I'm struggling majorly financially. And it's not that I don't have the knowledge to have had done or attained bigger and better things. It's, I was kind of very much so left in the dark and, um, it caused huge anxiety to go from someone who was involved in making doctor's appointments with you or helping you get to a dentist, or if you don't have a foster family and place there to support you, uh, you don't know where to turn. Very dark. Yeah. yeah. And it gets sad. I, I really appreciate you joining us on the show, Jessica, and I wish you the best of luck. It's uh, it's interesting to see that one of the things she cites is that the resources just aren't positive. The wording in the resources, the binder on housing, for example, focuses on tenants' rights in the case of eviction. They're expecting you're going to go, whoa, I don't know what to do. I'm being evicted. Well, why are you expecting that they're going to fail? There's nothing that has information on a possible permanent dwelling down the road and how you acquire that. That's interesting. So it's just a how-to manual on, on what when things break down, because they're going to, it's kind of setting you up to fail. I really hope Jane's successful in changing the, the wording and how we treat foster kids that age out of the system. 